When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A walk-off is wonderful, so let's play two. It's a new person every day, and uh, that's what makes it special. For the second straight season, the Braves are two wins away from their first World Series since 1999. Welcome back to the AJC Braves Report podcast. This is Episode 8. I'm Jay Black with AJC columnist Mark Bradley and our beat writer Gabe Burns. Braves now lead the National League Championship Series 2-0 after another thrilling 5-4 comeback in Game 2. And Mark, if you don't mind if I borrow a line uh, from a particular column that I've read this weekend, shh, don't tell anybody, but this might be the Braves' year. Um, yeah. I don't know how you can how that thought can't enter your mind now. And uh, and I, I might as well start by, by telling you what I said to Gabe uh, last night as the Dodgers were bringing in yet another pitcher. The 15th to, uh, of the series. Uh, Yet another pitcher to uh, face uh, Eddie Rosario in the night. They brought in Kenley Jansen, and uh, and I, I looked at Gabe and I said, "Now let me just say, sports writers, this sports writer in particular, are notorious for saying stupid stuff <laughs> to each other in the press box all the time. We all think we know it all. We've all got big mouths. We we do it all the time, but." This one happened to this one kind of like happened to be I don't know I I'll just tell you what I said I looked at him and I said if they win this they'll win the World Series wow and then first pitch the ball goes at Corey Seager who manages not to catch it and it is the game's over and it's like and I looked at Gabe and just like talked an eyebrow I'd like to say see. Uh, like I know anything. I'm the guy that famously compared the 1996 Braves to the 1927 Yankees after the first two games of that World Series. You weren't the only uh, one, though. I, no, um, I, I may have been the only one that compared them to the 27 Yankees. Yep. Uh, I, I love the way the Braves are playing right now. And I, I have no idea what the Dodgers are doing. I don't they, they really look you know, I, I know they've won 106 games. I know they're defending champion. I know they've been the playoffs nine years in a row. They have all kinds of good players. But I mean, they, they, I mean, they just looked lost last night. They had one hit after the third inning. And that, that was the Taylor ball that, uh, that got past the in center field against the bullpen. And, and, you know, and, and the Dodgers are supposed to be the one with the lockdown bullpen. But the Braves' bullpen last night was was fabulous. They walked people, but then they struck out people. Um, you know, it, 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 Tyler Matzik is unbelievable right now. And, and but but they're all good. Uh, I, I, mean, I mean, this is this is not just one guy. I mean, you know, Brady Freeman struck out seven times in a row, and they're up two to nothing. You know, I I, I think there's something happening here. And and this is baseball. Momentum is tomorrow's starting pitcher. That's the old Earl. Weaver saying, I think it was Earl Weaver. But, you know, let's, let's go back to last year. The Braves, after they won games one and two, their game three starter was Kyle Wright. Tomorrow the Braves are starting Charlie Morton. The Dodgers are not going to score 11. 
I, I, let me just go on record with that. Not not a not uh, a hot I, take I, there. Yeah, I know. No, that's that's about as cold a take as you yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm I'm just I'm just saying. I mean, the Braves. You've got first of all that was that was the worst playoff start of Anderson's career, and and yet Snicker got him out at the right time. He only gave up two runs. Braves were still in the game. Jock Peterson hit the ball 750 miles, and uh, and they're tied. I mean, this is kind of like you know the Butch asking Sundance, uh, uh, "Who are those guys?" And and you know the Dodgers have a lot of big names, but right now, I mean, the, the Braves are just the Braves are doing what they need to do, and the Dodgers are doing I don't know what. So Marcus planted his flag down. Everybody go start buying World Series tickets. Gabe, that's uh, right. That's right. Blame me when they blame <laughs> me, blame blame me when they lose this in six. We'll, we'll cut. We'll, we will certainly get you back on the AJC Braves yeah, Park. No, no matter no matter what. Do. But uh, do. but uh, yeah. Gabe unfortunately could not join us here for our our recording because he is flying to Los Angeles as a good beat writer should be doing. But before he left Atlanta, I did ask him a lot of thoughts, including what he thought about this comeback. Yeah, a recurring theme with this Braves team is that they just they find a way, even when the stats and you know the situation would make you think otherwise. Um, they just they find a way to pull it out, and that that's how they got here, and that's how they've built this two zero lead now. And at some point, you just kind of accept that this team is just it just continues to defy the odds. And I mean, right now they they need two more wins, and they're in the World Series, so. You know, Jock Peterson said it's it's a it's a different player every night, and that's one of the things that makes this special. And uh, I mean, you can't say you can't say enough about just how impressive that this run has been since the trade deadline. What these guys have been able to do, the togetherness of this team, the the clutch hitting, the clutch pitching. I mean, the bullpen again comes through. And you know, it's not like they're firing on all cylinders. I mean, Freddie Freeman is having a tough series. They just they just have a lot going for them right now, anyway. Um, and the fact that they still have a much higher level they can get to is just, you know, reason for further encouragement. Yeah, we've got a lot to dig into on this podcast here after the Braves 5-4 win. But first, I want to tell you that Kroger is a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Braves. Kroger has winning ideas for fans all postseason long with fun recipes and a great selection of party trays. If you're hosting a watch party, visit Kroger.com or your local Kroger store to cheer on the Braves as they battle for the A. All right, so let's now go ahead and get started with another never quit with Snit comeback. I mean, these guys have always been like that. I mean, they're never out. I mean, I think that's what keep people coming back here because this is a team that you better not leave early. You'll end up missing the best part of the game on you and, and listen to it on your radio when you're driving home because these guys never quit. I think that when we're all pulling on the same string, uh, special things happen, and you can see that we're doing that right now. There's no... Uh, one person that has the pressure on their shoulders that they have to get the job done. That's Jock Peterson. Mark, you wrote on AJC.com in the e-paper that, that this team feels different. Now, we've been fooled plenty of times before around here, but but why do you think? Why do you feel that way? Um, I feel that way because I feel that way. Uh, <laughs> I, as nonsensical as that may sound. Um, you know, I've seen all of the other teams that we, we've talked about. I mean, I'm, I'm I've seen the collapses, and um, this—you know—you you never knew that one of those was coming. But I think what Gabe said is right. But, uh, let me just say, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe does a great job. Just—he's got a great feel for this team, and uh, he doesn't need my stamp of approval. But but uh, I'm I'm really a, a great admirer of this. I'm I'm proud to be on the same staff. But um, 
I, I really think what he said is true because this isn't just, you know, this didn't just happen yesterday. This has been happening since they got all the guys at the trade deadline. You know, you could you can say, yeah, they took forever to get above five hundred, but once they once they got Peterson and Rosario and uh, and Duvall and Solaire, uh, they've been a really good team since then. I mean, they they won the National League East going away at the end, uh, which which you would not have thought possible when they were uh, seven games back in, uh, in 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 June or July. They don't have Ronald Acuna and they don't have Marcelo Zuna. But they do have a spirit about them now that it, that is just like, you know, we haven't had this spirit here. Sound like an eagle song uh, since uh, since 1991. I mean, this is just kind of a there's a freshness about this team and this experience that we haven't seen for a long time because, you know, after 91 and 93 and 95, Braves fans got pretty jaded. I don't know. I don't know if the Braves teams did, but you know, they they. They they never won the World Series again, and uh, and this one is just like, you know, they know they're playing with house money. They were the worst team record wise going into the playoffs. They beat the Brewers pretty handily uh, after losing the first game, and they're two up on the Dodgers. I mean, they 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 they've won all sorts of games, and they've uh, they've beaten, you know, Kenley Jansen, uh, Max Scherzer, and you know they beat the Milwaukee pitchers who were very good. They beat Josh Hader. This has become a good team. I don't know how you can differentiate between being a hot team and a good team, but this is a pretty good time of the year to be hot. And you mentioned, of course, no Ronald Acuna. Oh, by the way, no Ronald Acuna, but he was at the game last night. You guys had a chance to talk to him. How's he doing? Uh, I didn't. Uh, the beat writers did, okay. but uh, uh, they said he was, they said he seemed fine. Gabe wrote about it. You know, as, as silly as it sounds, you're thinking, okay. Ronald Acuna may be the biggest talent in baseball, but would the Braves be better off if they hadn't had to go out and get Jock Peterson and uh, Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall? I mean, you know, it's, it's like it took four to replace one, but they, they picked a pretty good four, I think. And one of those four is Eddie Rosario, who gets the walk-off single on the first pitch that he sees from Kinley Jansen. I feel great today. When I feel great, uh, I go aggressive all the time. I know I faced him yesterday, take me out, uh, but I want to try. I don't want to try too much today. Yesterday I tried to hit him homer, <laughs> and today I want to try hitting base hit. When we got him, I mean, just we we guys had talked to guys from Minnesota, and 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 that's the one thing they said about him, that that you want him up there in big situations. Yeah, you know, he's a, he fits right in here. He's an aggressive hitter, and uh, but that, that's what the, you know said that. He likes to be up there in that situation, and he's shown it. Gabe, I want to take this moment to remind everybody that this is why the panda had to die so Eddie Rosario can live. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they, you know, it, it, the Pablo Sandoval thing worked out after all. They end up, they get Eddie Rosario there. That was kind of a deal that was overlooked a little bit uh, because Rosario was hurt. So you kind of overlooked that at the time. You're focused on the guys who are going to be there. And it turns out he's he has just been huge for them. He's had a lot of clutch moments, the game in San Diego. Uh, and yesterday was just really a – I mean, really this series too, because we can't forget game one. He's the guy who opened the scoring in the series. And he, he just continues to come through for this team. Um, 
and you're seeing it in the postseason just how big of a difference that Jock Peterson and uh, Eddie Rosario have made. Rosario had four hits in game two. All of the Dodgers had four hits in game two. And Mark, Eddie's in a contract year. That's how Atlanta was able to get him for nothing. But but here's my analysis. Um, they should keep him. He's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he uh, he may be looking for 400 million after uh, <laughs> his price is going up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, he's, he's, I mean, they've, they've all been good. I mean, that that's the thing is, you know, you, you thought when they got all those guys, you thought, well, it'll be great if they, if like one or two of them can do a little something. They all did something. And, uh, you know, it's, and they're still the limit. It's, I know it sounds like I'm really raving here, but I kind of am. This is, this is, I didn't expect, this to happen and you're not you really know? a raver no not much i'm no i'm not really I'm, i i tend to be glass half empty uh on a lot of things and uh and this one i mean this one is really like um it's really new for for all the people that got kind of bored with the braves winning 14 consecutive division titles this is new the way i don't i don't know that we've seen this um I, you know, for a long time, that just this, the spirit that they have, the joy that they have, and the fact that the team is is playing great. I want to shift gears now to Braves third base coach Ron Washington, who sure did get a lot of screen time last night because of his aggressive and maybe almost desperate decisions to send guys to try to tie up the game. Atlanta's had some shaky base running in the last series, but Gabe, did they win Game Two on the bases? Yeah, Ron Washington has been kind of a underrated MVP for this team, um, just in in his sins, and he's not he's not afraid to send guys, and and it's it's really I mean sometimes it's bit this team, but more often than not they've been rewarded for it, and that aggressive base running was a real difference, and that's the slide by Rosario. It's it's hard to do it better than that. Um, just all year, uh, and really, obviously, since Wash has been here, it, their base running has made such a difference, and it's such a big part of the identity of this team. I mean, this team can really run on the base paths, and and that's been big in, in helping them kind of go on this postseason run they've been on the last few years. Mark, how did uh, Eddie describe his slide? Uh, he said, um, well, I did make a good slide, and he did. It was great. Uh, but I, I didn't think Sousa, the, the right fielder at that moment, made the, made the world the greatest throw either. I mean, he, he threw a two-bouncer two from, uh, from not very deep right field. That's another thing. You know, Mookie Betts normally plays right field, but he had yeah. shifted over to center as the Dodgers were making one of their uh, 38 transitional moves last night. I, I, I will say this, though. One thing that kind of surprised me after the ball bounced away from uh, uh, Heredia uh, is, is that the Dodgers only got two runs out of that. When that ball got passed, I thought, you know, it may be a yeah. Little League grand slam. Now, it did die after it got past Heredia, but still, um, you know, the fact that the Dodgers, you know, I, I think Justin Turner was the guy running first. Maybe it would have been different if it had been somebody else. But, you know, I was really surprised that they that they only got two runs off of that because I, th- I thought that was going to be the game breaker. Yeah, I had that kind of same feeling. when I was, The worst feeling in baseball when you're an outfielder is when you have to turn and chase a ball that's dribbling behind you because you overran it, and it was not just massive mm-hmm. chaos on the bases. Yeah, it, it to, not, to have been a not very good play, it turned out to be 
a harmless, not very good play. One of the things, though, that did not go right for the Braves is Ian Anderson only going three innings. Just wasn't his day. I mean, it just wasn't coming out good. The location wasn't good. Um, and it happens. That's what I told him. You know what? It, it, this happens. You know, it, it doesn't matter this postseason. It's a baseball game. And you've been pitching a long time and over this, uh, the course of the year. And, and things like that happen. And he'll be fine coming into the next one. And then, But we just had to start audible. And Mark, as you mentioned, the Braves pan walked a ton of guys. I, I wonder how many Dodgers, when they were flying back to L.A. last night, were thinking, man, we should have just blown this thing open and won at H2. Well, they should have. But I, I think Snicker made the great, great call on that because technically uh, Anderson had only give, had only two runs had been scored against Anderson, the first two hitters of the game. Uh, Beth on the blooper and uh, Seeger on the home run. But I, I, as Snicker also said after the game, we've gotten all we were going to get out of that yeah. uh, tonight. Now, uh, next time Ian Anderson pitches, I'm sure it'll be different. But last night he was fighting his change up, and that's his best pitch. Nothing good was going to happen with him staying out there. I think Mister may have said that too, and 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 I I absolutely agreed with that because Scherzer was not sharp either. You know, they the Dodgers went with him, and they, the Braves kept going with him. You know, he's Max Scherzer, but yet uh, Jock Peterson hit a ball 451 feet to tie the game in the fourth. And then in the fifth, Dave Roberts comes out and uh, Scherzer's out of the game and the, the bullpen parade begins. Gabe, is the stat of this game, L.A. going one for ten with runners in scoring position? It's certainly a factor. We talked about runners in scoring position a lot with the Brewers, and right now the Braves are doing it to a much better offense. And I'll say this, you know, the Dodgers have a lot of guys who are not playing to their potential. Um, that's high-priced guys. That's, you know, MVP candidates. And, and obviously Muncie was a big loss for them, but they still have more than enough guys to make up for that. So uh, their offense was not really, um, you know, it wasn't firing on all cylinders in, in the Giants series. And, and now it hasn't been able to, to do it for them in two games that they had ample opportunities to win. So, again, like it goes back to, the Braves are in pretty good shape here because they have not hit their peak performance yet, and they could, there's a lot that they could get better in. That goes just the same for the Dodgers, except the Braves have a benefit of having a two-game lead on them uh, as they try to figure everything else out. And, and to me, Mark, the other kind of thing you pin on the wall turning point in the game is the Dodgers, maybe they were a little desperate too, turning to Urias in the eighth inning. That totally backfired. And I can't believe I'm saying this because we've talked about the Dodgers' depth so much over this run here, but are they running out of it? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, the, the, let me say something in Dave Roberts' defense here. When they put uh, Urias in uh, Game 7 last year, the game was over. He shut the Braves down. Yeah. I think he it worked the last three innings. So it's not like that that move hasn't had some success against the Braves in, in recent history. But – the, the the thing is, when you're using as many different pitchers as they are, what's the odds that all of them are going to be on every single night? That's the one thing that always gives me some pause about this, you know, bullpenning of games. It only takes one bad inning to blow you to blow a team out of a game. Urias is a really good pitcher, but you know, like Ian Anderson, like Max Scherzer, he wasn't at his best last night either. And you know, by the time you looked around, the game was tied. Gabe, how is L.A. going to see those decisions by Roberts? Yeah, uh, they're going to get criticized for that. Um, 
you know, Dave Roberts said that Arias was his best option. Uh, again, I mean, getting into their side of it, they've kind of made some wonky pitching moves. Uh, obviously, the Knable is the opener, and, and you know they've used Jansen twice now, and and they've won neither game, which is a pretty big deal. Uh, Max Scherzer, he admitted that his arm was tired out. Um, they're going to turn to Arias again in Game Four, and Dave Roberts said that there's a chance that that he could be tired there. So, I mean, they're really riding their guys and, and their whole thing right now is, uh, I mean, they've got Bueller going in game three and that's a must win for them. Uh, so we'll just see how it kind of unfolds from there. Yeah, and, and, and Mark Gay brings up a pretty good point. When you keep throwing these starters in to try to win this one game, well, it puts you in a world of hurt down the road and that's that road's coming up pretty quick. Well, you know, you, you the postseason baseball is played differently now than it was, you know, 20 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. You know, when you, you don't really care so much about tomorrow as you care about winning the game at hand. And, and you know, you really can't disagree with that. If you don't win the game at hand, you may not play it tomorrow. Right. But at some point, though, there, there has to be a little bit of, I think, of moderation. You know, you didn't see uh, – Brian Snicker putting in Charlie Morton to close to try to work the ninth inning of game one. I mean, I guess that was an opportunity, but you know, the Braves have good relievers, but the Dodgers have good relievers too. I mean, you know, Trinan hasn't been very good in the series, but they, a lot of people think he's their, their most uh, important reliever. Jansen has had great career. You know, they've got a lot of guys out there, but it, it, it just basically when it works, it's a good strategy. Yes. When it doesn't work, it's stupid strategy. So that's the price of being a, a major league, uh, a major league manager. You, it, it, you're always going to live and die with your with your pitching changes or the lack thereof. I want to pause here for just a second to tell you that the AJC Braves Report podcast is just part of our wall-to-wall coverage during the postseason, which includes the e-paper. We give you more than just the score with insights and analysis on the Atlanta Braves and our expanded after-the-game pages in your AJC e-paper, which you can only get if you subscribe. And extra, extra, read all about it. We've got another Jock Peterson sighting. It's a lot bigger than me. This is uh, 25 of us pulling and uh, have one common goal, and... Obviously, I've been a part of the Dodgers for a long time, and they're a really good team and organization. But uh, <clears throat> right now, they're in the way of uh, our common goal. Mark, what is the essence of Jocktober? You know, it's weird because I never really saw it. I know he he'd had like a home run or something in in like seven consecutive postseasons or something like that. But I never thought of him as one of the essential Dodgers. Right. Uh, I, I thought of him as, as one of like the lesser guys. You know, he wasn't. Cody Bellinger, he wasn't Mookie Betts, he wasn't Corey Seager. You know, he he was just one of the one of the guys. I mean, he he was maybe like their seventh best player. Burst onto the um, scene like a ball of fire, and then could yeah, not sustain did. it. Yeah, but then he then he kind of became a guy who hit hit some home runs, but he also struck out a lot. But anyway, I I I, I never thought he was like a transformational player. Uh, and he came over here, and it's just like he's. He sort of turned into Reggie Jackson, you know. He's he's the without, you know, without being of Hall of Fame caliber. Uh, you know, he's like, as Reggie once said of himself, the straw that stirs the drink. He he's become a focal point on a really good team. I mean, you've got you know you've got some pretty good players out there. Uh, uh, Freddie Freeman, uh, Dancy Swanson, Ozzy Aldi, uh, Austin Riley, and yet the guy we talk about the most is Jock Peterson. 
and there's a reason for that. He's been great. And he's not. he wasn't really coming into the playoffs an essential brave. He was not going to be in the starting lineup. Jorge Soler kind of solidified right. himself as the right fielder. And then every time Snitker pushed the button, he got impact. Jorge gets COVID, jocks back in the starting lineup again, and he's got another bomb. Yeah, it's amazing what playing time can do for a guy. And, uh, you know, in, in this case, he is, he has certainly met the challenge. I mean, I mean, he's, you know, uh, I know my wife, she, he's the first guy she talks about. <laughs> and, uh, uh, when I come home, I tell her what Peterson did or what he was wearing or something like that, because it's, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's become, it's become a real deal here in Atlanta. A polar opposite personality from Jock Peterson to Austin Riley. He comes through to tie the game again, hitting 429 in these playoffs. Then there's Freddie Freeman, who's gone from the king of the land to the court jester in three games. You've all seen the stat by now. He's 0 for 8 with seven strikeouts in this series. Mark, what's up here? Um, you know, got me. Uh, I, I, you know, he, he obviously hit a home run that put the Braves in this game. I mean, it's one of the biggest hits in Braves history. Um, the the homer off Josh Hader. I mean, there, there's there's no sweeter moment than that. But you know, the Dodgers know he's a big guy. They pitch, you know maybe they're they're this is one of the cases where their their game planning has worked very well. He may just be not seeing the ball very well. Um, you know, he's you know it happens sometimes. I mean, the, I, they were back in the back when the Dodgers were in Brooklyn uh, the, the people were in the in the borough were saying masses for Gil Hodges because he was having such a, a bad World Series against the Yankees I believe and uh, you know it, it, it happens to guys sometimes Eddie Murphy was a very good uh, postseason hitter for the Orioles uh, until he got to the clinching game of uh, against the Phillies in 83 and then he hit two home runs so you don't ever expect a, a, a great hitter, and, and Freddie Freeman's a great hitter, to struggle like this. But, you know, you also know that at some point he's not going to struggle like this and he's going to start hitting again. All right, so let's go on to game three now. It'll be Tuesday in Los Angeles, first pitch just after 5 o'clock. Charlie Morton against Walker Bueller. Gabe, set it up. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better guy going than Charlie Morton for game three. Uh, you have his postseason experience out there, and you know the moment's not going to be too big for him, and you have a chance to really slam the door. Uh, the series would not be over even if you go up 3-0, but uh, obviously the odds there are uh, are heavily in your favor. And the fact that the Braves are able to take those two games, you know, Ian Anderson only goes three innings in one. Max Fried was not at his best in the other. And then you can have Charlie Morton go. I know it's in L.A., it's Walker Bueller. Uh, everyone's going to pick the Dodgers. It's hard to see the Dodgers falling behind 0-3 in this series, but uh, having Charlie Morton go certainly gives you a shot to uh, to really deal a serious blow to them at this point. Mark, I thought it was a little risky to hold Morton back for Game 3, but wow, does that look good now? I, I think that figured in the sniffers thinking that the younger uh, – Freed is obviously on full rest, so you start him in Game 1. And then you have the question of Anderson or Morton. Basically, I think it came down to Anderson can start at home. Morton needs to start on the road. That's that's not to say that Anderson, I mean, he started game seven against the Dodgers last year, but that was on a neutral field. So, uh, you know, I, I think that was the call is that, that they wanted the, the older guy to be the guy in game three on the road. When you win the first two, you're in game three on the road is, is, a, is a mighty big game. 
All right, to wrap things up here, both you guys picked Los Angeles when we started this thing, as most people did, as I did. Anybody want to change their minds now, Gabe? Yeah, uh, obviously the Dodgers can't win in five anymore. Uh, so <laughs> it's it's hard not to favor the Braves right now. Uh, they need two more wins and uh, five potential games. But if there's one team that can kind of overcome what's happened, it is this Dodgers team. And I don't think it would surprise anyone if this series was 2-2 heading into game five but we'll see I I I mean I'm not gonna make a prediction after two games but obviously things favor the Braves and uh, Mark and I both said before the series their best chance perhaps their really only chance uh in a way um is taking those first two home games and they did it and that's huge and it means that even in the absolute worst case scenario that they lose all three out there um, at this point, I, I'm not sure they will, but even if they did, they will still be able to come back to Atlanta, and obviously that's huge. Um, I think the Braves are going to win. I, I, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I've already picked them to win the World Series, so it stands <laughs> to reason that, uh, that I, I think they're going to win this series. I, you know, I, it would not surprise me if the series doesn't come back here because there is a tremendous amount of pressure on the Dodgers right now. I mean, they, they, they're not expected to do anything but win the World Series. I mean, that if they don't, if they don't, they can lose in the World Series Game Seven and it'd still be an unsuccessful year. There's a lot of pressure on this team. There's no Kershaw. There's no Max Muncie. They're down 0-2. The Braves look like a different team, and uh, then even than the one they played last year, which was a really good Braves team. It would not surprise me to see see the Braves in this in in LA right now. Braves were in the exact same situation last year up 2-0, but, but I got the impression now that while that might be in the back of their mind, that is not a problem here. Well, they, they obviously, they that's the first thing everybody was going to say to them and they're going to be thinking about. But I think that the Braves realize that they've got it going in a way now that they didn't have last year, uh, as good as that run was. Uh, and, and, you know, that series, I mean, it's not like the Braves uh, – um, it's not like the Braves got blown out after they got up three to one. I mean, uh, a Will Smith, the Will Smith home run changed Game Five, but the Braves had a lead in in both Games Five and Game Seven. They didn't just fall apart. The, the Dodgers had to come and beat them, and and I'm not sure the Dodgers can beat them this year. The Dodgers have obviously Walker Bueller, a, a bona fide stud now in Game Three, but but you look ahead, Urias in Game Four. Well, he's already used a couple of bullets last night and then I don't know what they're going to do in game five and then Max Scherzer's already hit the wall if it goes back to game six I don't think they can feel very confident about how their pitching sets up now when they really did coming into this series yeah I I think they thought if they could get through the bullpen game in game one that they would be okay but you know Scherzer Scherzer saying that his arm felt dead last night that doesn't augur very well for anything. No, because that 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 put that puts your basically your starting pitchers now are are Urias, whom the Braves just tied the game off of last night, and uh, and Bueller, and uh, uh, and Bueller probably if he goes in three, he might not be able to go in again until the game seven, and if uh, if Scherzer's uh, less than himself or can't start, then I don't know how you get the game seven. 
Quick reminder that your subscription to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution funds our journalism, and we cannot do it without you, so we really do appreciate that. And if you're not a subscriber, we want you to go to AJC.com slash BattleATL and sign up today. You'll get the most complete Braves coverage in Atlanta during the postseason, and you'll also get a fantastic Hank Aaron tribute book, unlimited digital access to AJC.com, and the e-paper starts at just $1 a week. You can get the special offer now at AJC.com slash BattleATL. So, Mark, as we wrap this thing up here, what can we find from you online and in the e-paper the next couple of days? Well, online today in the and in the e-paper today was a very, very long recap of, of last night's a very interesting game, and I hope that it makes some sense to anybody who reads it or uh, dares to read it, because there was a, uh, that was a pretty frantic night. But tomorrow I'm, I'm writing about my uh, declaration to Mr. Burns that the Braves are going to win it all. So, uh, so basically I'm writing about myself. There you go. But, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? I'm on the bandwagon here. I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen lots of Braves postseason runs, both good and bad, and and this is this is already one of the more memorable ones. Uh, it could very well have a long way to go. Mark Bradley driving the bandwagon all the way to the Fall Classics. Y'all hop on board and go with him. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Gabe, and we'll talk to you guys after Game Three. Thanks. When you're looking for leading cardiac treatment, look to Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with five emergency cardiac care centers, so we're here when you need us most. We lead with more than 55 locations in Georgia. That means we're always in the heart of your neighborhood. We lead with clarity, because clear direction is better when it comes to understanding every step of your treatment. Northside Hospital Heart Institute. We lead with heart. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com.